0: Welcome to the Small Business Big Life Podcast. My name is Derek Van Ness, and I'm the lead wealth strategist and founder at Big Life Financial, where we use innovative tax and financial strategies to help business owners keep more of the money they make and be a whole lot smarter at growing it. We believe every person has something unique and valuable to bring to the world, but far too often money stops them from sharing those gifts. We're here to fix that problem by helping people get money out of the way so they can unleash their full potential on the world stick around to the end of the show, and I'll even reveal how you can be the next guest on one of the fastest growing daily inspirational podcasts on the planet. So let's get this thing started now. Welcome, everybody. This is Derek Van Ness, your host on the Small Business Big Life Podcast, bringing you another magical episode. And today, I use the word magic on purpose because we are going to be talking about some pretty cool, deep, interesting, and uh, powerful work that our guest today does. So today's guest is Dr. Nancy Kroll. And Nancy, I'm just really excited to have you here on the show. Welcome.
1: Thank you so much for having me, Derek. I'm happy to be here
0: yeah i'm I'm excited to have you here uh, I know you're working with us from Mexico, which is pretty cool. The rest of us are up here being a little bit chilly and it sounds like you're having you're basking in some warmth down there so just tell us real quick who who are you as a person? what do you do for work and how can people connect with you if they resonate with the things we're going to talk about
1: yeah so I am a licensed doctor of oriental medicine um and in my business i actually I serve more as a mentor and um, coach. So what I do is I blend functional medicine with traditional Eastern medicine and transformational mindset coaching to help support driven individuals who are wanting to transform chronic health conditions, such as gas and bloating, anxiety, um, hormonal imbalances, autoimmune disease that they've found are really keeping them from reaching the goals that they want in their life and business. So they've kind of maybe reached a plateau of what they're able to create just in their normal day to day. And they've realized that there's actually health symptoms. Maybe that's in, you know, the low energy or anxiety that have kind of created a glass ceiling for them. So that's what I do in my business. I'm also a mom. I have an eight year old son named Sage. And, um, up until we came to Mexico, I was actually homeschooling him as well. Unschooling him, but actually put him in a school here in Mexico. So, got a little bit more time now. And um, in terms of getting a hold of me, they can, people can view my website at drnancycroll.com. So just dr my name, nancycroll, C-R-O-W-E-L-L.com. And then my Instagram handle is the same at drnancycroll.
0: Very cool. So I always like to start in and just share a little bit of your wisdom, your insight. If you could give the listeners a piece of advice or something that was either given to you or you figured out along the way that's really made a huge difference, a big impact for you, what would you say to the listeners?
1: Start before you're ready um, in, any, in any regard, um, whether that's with your health journey, whether that's with your business, anything. Um, <clears throat> I think so often we want things to, or at least I have found that you want things to look a certain way. Um, there's a level of perfectionism that can really come in self-sabotage and keeps us from actually living the life that we truly desire. And so that can look like setting um, goals. And I'm not saying that like, we shouldn't set big goals, but goals that you're not willing to kind of do the work for and allowing that to be a form of self-sabotage or having perfectionist attitudes. And so allowing yourself to be messy, trusting, um, and just going for it, I think have been like the biggest things for me and, and really creating a life that I truly love and have designed.
0: I love that because listen, people who listen to podcasts, guess what? They might have like this much perfectionism going on, right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. They're
1: mm-hmm.
0: spending all their time brushing their teeth, listening to podcasts, driving around, listening to podcasts. So yeah. And I and I think a lot of our people are that way, right? A lot of entrepreneurs, a lot of people who want to, they're they're that driven individual you're talking about that really wants to make things happen and and get good outcomes in life. So super cool. I think that's a great piece of advice and uh, really resonated with me because most of the time when I'm successful, I had to start before I was ready.
1: Yeah. The other thing that comes up for me, and I still catch myself doing this, which I've really had to, well, you know, I it's every, everything's a learning process. Derek and I were talking before we started recording that, you know, it's like unveiling, right? You're continually taking the next layer off and you're going to find the next thing underneath. But The other thing for me that I've realized in a lot of my clients, and sometimes I I hit this as well, is seeing where I am still validating and finding my worth externally. So whether that's in my business, whether that's in my sales, whether that's in my relationships, you know, all of these things, we kind of look externally for those um, kind of checks and balances of like, how are we doing and what I've realized for myself, it almost perpetuates my story of not enough, right? So, mm-hmm. um, and we live in a culture, I mean, this, I'm assuming most of, um, most of us are in the Northern um, continent listening to this, even though maybe someone isn't, but um, at least in the United States where I'm from, is like we live in this culture that teaches us and breeds us to believe that we constantly need to be doing, we constantly need to be creating, we constantly need to be in growth. Otherwise, we lack value, and I think that there is some medicine in realizing that we are allowed to just be and we are worthy and just in that state of being, and there's so much health and vitality when we're able to kind of go backwards and forwards between the two energies
0: yeah it is it is quite a dance back and forth, I find to to kind of stay in that state of progress, but also like you said, being sort of content and satisfied and and really grateful for where we are, right It's this uh, this back and forth a little bit of between the two and some days I'm much better at that than others. so I appreciate you bringing that up. So let me ask you this Nancy you're you know you've got quite a few things sort of on your your resume um, as a as a doctor and uh, I saw that you you know you work with yoga and obviously you work with a lot of these different, sort of health health afflictions and ailments that people have, but you mentioned that you're more on the coaching and you've mentioned to me that you work a lot with the emotional side. Tell me, how did you get all of this together? How did you kind of come to where you are today? Give me the the story of how that happened.
1: Yeah. Well, I think like many people, (laughs) especially, I mean, I, I find this, especially in the health, like health industry, but Um, it's kind of like the wounded healer story, right? So we go through our own journey and then we realize you want to help support others and, and really navigating that process. But I think that, um, in terms of like the last leg, so I I feel like the journey really started in my early twenties with my own health issues, which was, um, skin issues, oddly enough, that led me to start to study medicine And then I kind of reached a plateau and I I was feeling pretty good until my son was born. So, um, I ended up having my son while I was in grad school, which was pretty stressful to begin with. And (laughs) having a, a newborn on top of that was just the icing on the cake. Um, and everyone told me everything I was experiencing was normal. Like everything you're experiencing is normal. You just need to sleep. Like you're fine kind of thing. And I ended up not, I knew that I didn't really believe them. So I, um, I live in Santa Fe, New Mexico. Normally that's a a huge um, healing Mecca. So I, I went to, I sourced a lot of healers and herbalists and I was really trying to fix the problem, which was for me at that time, really bad anxiety, debilitating low energy. Um, I mean, I just couldn't walk around the block. Like that's how fatigued I was. Um, And like looking back at photos, I was very inflamed. Um, I didn't know it at the time, but I looked very inflamed and it had really bad insomnia and all of these things could be said are normal. But for me at the time I knew it wasn't and everything that I tried made me worse. So I eventually gave up because everyone was telling me what I was experiencing was normal. Um, everything I tried natural, um, didn't work and made me worse. And so I ended up kind of just doing a survival tactic for about two years. And then at some point when my son was about two and I was building my business, I realized that there was something had to change, that there was no way that I was going to be able to create the streams of income and the, the client load and, and all of the things that I wanted to create in my life and be a good mom and be, you know, the woman that I wanted to be simultaneously and so I started to seek out more information and so I started to do a lot of self-development work. I started to study functional medicine and through that process really started to feel better in my body and and up level in a lot of ways. So I found that it obviously there were physiological causes to the way I was feeling which I dealt with, but then there was also the emotional one. So I I didn't realize that there were ways that I was not setting boundaries. I didn't realize that you know, I had self worth issues. I would have never, I would have never said that about myself. Like, oh, I have self worth issues. But all of these things, these patterns from early childhood, really dictate the people that we're in relationship with. They dictate, um, you know, whether or not we feed ourselves, you know, three times a day when we're raising children, and or put ourselves last, or you know, dictates whether or not we're going to invest in certain things. And so. Through this process of kind of unearthing all of this for myself, I was able to really go from say ground zero up to build myself up to a multiple six figure business. And so, in that process, I was really, um, I realized that when we have our health and we have the energetic resources that we need, we're really able to do whatever we want we're able to create whatever we desire right whatever we're Mm -hmm. visioning and so that's really you know where my business holds people or or individuals that are in that place of like realizing like okay i want to create this but like i don't have the the energetic means like in my body to do it right i might Mm -hmm. have the finances but like we all know that if without our health we really don't have anything so it's actually kind of supporting people to uncover what their root cause is. And the root cause is typically a combination of a physical and kind of like psycho-emotional, um, component.
0: Yeah. I've, I've definitely seen that with a lot of the, you know, with my own life and a lot of the people around me, it's, there's usually some, like you we will call it a real element, right. But there's, there's also the bigger, Manifestation of what's going on emotionally coming forth and all of that stuff kind of amplifies. It's synergy in the wrong direction, I would say. Um, so, very, very interesting stuff. So, how, if I'm a business owner, like explain to me maybe how this might apply to me because I know a lot of what you're talking about. Well, let me just put it this way. I know a lot of business owners are in the hustle and they're in the effort and they're in the hard work and they're in all those kinds of things. And there's a place for that. But what I heard you say was, you know, you were working really hard at a lot of these things and and it wasn't necessarily getting you where you wanted to go. And you, it sounds like you kind of hit a hard reset and kind of came more to a place of what I would call allowing, like really truly being true to who you are and use that as like the internal fuel to push you where, where you've come to. Um, if I'm a business owner and I'm listening to this, um, how, how might this apply to me, like sort of your journey and maybe some things that I can think about for myself that might help me to get where I'm at? Because like you said, I think people who are in burnout don't know they're in per- burnout. People who are in unworthiness don't realize they're in unworthiness. So maybe just talk us through that a little bit for someone who's maybe listening and going, okay, I kind of get it, but I don't know if that's me or I don't know if this is this is where I'm at. I'd love to hear your thoughts on that.
1: It's kind of hard to identify it when you're in it. I mean, I feel like on some level, I'm still (laughs) (laughs) like D or like unwrapping the ways in which perfectionism and the ways in which um, that kind of drop, like intense drive. And I'm not saying that drive is necessarily a bad thing, but I think when we constantly live in that drive, well, I don't, it's not, I think it is like when we're constantly in a hyper aroused state, which is basically what happens. Mm -hmm. Our body physically thinks like the response that it's having internally is as if we're about to be eaten by a saber tooth tiger. So like the chemical hormonal responses in our body that are driving us are the same as if we were about to be eaten by something. Right. And Mm -hmm. then we almost become addicted to those, um, chemical responses and hormonal responses in the body. And so people are living their lives. I would say probably 80% of Americans are living in this survival, um, response constantly. Even those of you, those listeners that are actually doing well financially, they're still in that survival mechanism. And, Unfortunately, that can only last for so long before shit hits the fan, for lack of better term. So like sure. that look like a lot of different things for individuals. So that can look like burnout, which is basically saying just like pure exhaustion and um, Um, but it can also look like a diagnosis. It can look like autoimmune disease. It can look like cancer. It can look like heart issues, um, any sort of inflammatory condition. So in terms of like, how does this relate to business owners? Well, your health is your literally your greatest asset. Without your health, You literally have nothing. And I think it's unfortunate that when we're looking at business investments, we typically are looking at coaching programs or, you know, scaling or, you know, I don't know, nicer locations or, you know, depending on what kind of business you're running. And we're not really looking at our health as actually being a business investment. And to me, it's probably one of the greatest investments we can be making because when we have a solid understanding of our own physical needs and body. We can then run our business from a place of true um, generosity is the word that's coming to mind, but like overflow versus from depletion. Right. Mm -hmm. And that means that it improves not only, you know how we relate to our, you know, employees, our family, um, our clients, but it also means that we don't, we're not at risk of jeopardizing our business because we have one of these quote unquote out of the blue diagnoses that really, um, probably was forced, could have been foreseen years prior. If you knew how to listen to those signs and symptoms, which is something we spend a lot of time kind of decoding together.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I definitely learned this lesson myself. I was running a very successful business and uh, I broke my femur snowboarding and uh, you can't do a whole lot when your body's not cooperating, right? You, I had all kinds of things that I was supposed to be doing and I, I couldn't do any of them. And I couldn't enjoy the fact that I had plenty of money and I couldn't enjoy uh, travel or any of that to go see people. I couldn't even drive my own car because I broke my right foot. So. Um, and if you've ever tried driving with your left, you know, it's really hard to do.
1: Mm-hmm. So
0: uh, yeah, long story short is I, I totally agree with you that this is something that we take for granted until we don't have it. And then you realize it's almost the only game in town. Like if you don't have this, everything else is secondary. So uh, so I think that's, that's super powerful. And I know that's the core of your work. And you've mentioned a couple of times this idea of like, emotions and things that happen you know from childhood or younger traumas uh tell me a little bit about about that kind of work and how that relates to the outcomes that people are getting right
1: yeah so because we are again i like to think of it in um because my primary lens is through Chinese medicine, I see it more kind of metaphorically. So I'm going to kind of Mm -hmm. give you guys an introduction to what that is. And that's the the symbol of yin and yang. So in the nineties, it was pretty popular. It was that black and white symbol where the little dot of white was in the black and the little dot of black was in the white. And it kind of symbolizes harmony and balance. And the black symbolizes the, the feminine. So the receptive energy, the allowing coolness, dark, right? And then the white symbolizes the masculine, which is the doing, um, heat, activity, um, daytime, right? And so I consider our predominant culture to be very masculine. It's very yang, right? It's very doing oriented. Mm -hmm. And um, the yin is more of where we get to step into more, right? And I think it's important that we, we remember um, that like when when we're looking to balance balance it out, um, sorry, can you repeat the question? I totally forgot the initial <laughs> question. I got so sidetracked with the yin and yang. I'm like, what did he ask me? I'm like, I don't remember what did he asked me. Cause w- I was going somewhere really good with it, Derek. And then I forgot, I was like, where am I going
0: I've, with this? I've, I've totally had that happen. No, I was kind of asking you like how this, you know, this little seven-year-old and the things that are, the traumas oh, yeah, and yeah. the things that are there, yeah. like where yeah. that comes yeah. from yeah. and how yeah, that okay. matters. Yeah.
1: I was tying this in. Okay. I was, I'm not crazy. Yeah. So we get really caught up in the doing aspect of anything, right? So we we can have this happen in our business too. It's like things can become very um, focused on I don't know, copywriting or landing pages or whatever funnels. I don't even know, you know, whatever we get caught up on the physical aspect. And we do the same in our health as well. So we get caught up on what we're eating and the supplements we're taking and, and both of like, all of that has value. It's, it is very important. It makes impact, but what we forget is, is that the, the, and I associate all of that doing with the male that the masculine, the yang. Okay. Mm -hmm. You need balance though. And so the more feminine aspect, like in your business would be your energetic state of being, right? Like the resonance of who you are in your inner world that attracts your ideal client. Okay. And in your health, that is related to these emotional patterns and belief systems. So, which dictate all the things that you do. So for instance, if for some reason in early childhood, you know, you had let's all be honest, no one had a perfect parent, okay? Mom or dad. So even when you had think you had the most perfect parent, no one got all their needs met. So we all have something to deal with on some level. But so let's just say we had a parent that didn't give us what we needed. We didn't feel heard, our needs weren't met. Maybe they were they didn't, they didn't mirror to us how to have personal boundaries, right? Maybe they didn't have boundaries. So we didn't learn to have boundaries. So now as an adult, um, or maybe there was like some trauma. And so we became hypervigilant. So we're constantly looking to make sure everyone around us is okay so that we can be okay. That impacts how we live our lives, how we run our business, you know, how we choose to nourish ourselves. So for instance, um, you might find yourself, um, looking to validate your self-worth through your client's results. Okay. It's not to say that we shouldn't like care about our client's results, but like your self sense of self-worth is dictated by the results of your clients. And therefore you're in a constant hypervigilant state all the time, because if a client isn't doing well, then it means something bad about you. It means that you're not worthy or you're not a like like a some a decent person a lovable person right and then that dictates you know maybe how you eat because you're constantly stressed so then you're constantly going for sugary foods that make you feel safe and and comforted so all of it kind of compounds i don't know if there's like a clear because it's very individual but like when when you're able to identify the emotional patterns that are really running the show and Mm -hmm. actually free yourself of those and actually realize like that you are worthy, like you are are not your results, okay? Mm -hmm. So like when those are completely two separate things that you can still be committed to what you're doing in the outside world and your business and create fantastic results, however, you are not those, And when you're able to really separate those, um, it's transformational, because then all of a sudden, you realize you actually want to nourish yourself with the healthy foods, you actually want to go to bed on time, that's, you're no longer in this victim consciousness as well, there's a lot of kind of, I know that can be very triggering for some people the word victim but like what i sure. mean is like all the ways that you're giving your power away to things and people outside of yourself right and when you're mm-hmm. able to regain that personal sovereignty in your your health and in your life your entire life transforms it's like you are then superwoman or superman right it's like you're able to create whatever it is you want because you realize like you have the power to do so
0: yeah Yeah, there's a a lot of things in there that you're talking about that I've, I've been through on my own personal journey. So I won't bore you with the stories, but I completely relate with, with a lot of the different stages and different things that you're talking about, where one thing leads to another, and it creates this snowball effect uh, in one direction or another. And like you said, at some point, when you flip the switch, you can create the snowball going in the other direction, right? Or the, the upward spiral versus the downward spiral. So it's, it's, pretty neat to see, but awareness is absolutely pivotal, at least for me to be aware of what what's going on. So, um, tell, tell me who you're most well-suited. Who do you primarily work with? Who do you get the best results for? Because I think, you know, everybody's got their, their specialty and I just love to know like kind of what your, what your group is.
1: Yeah. So I work with both men and women. However, I do tend to work with more women. Um, I don't know if that's just because women are more open to working in their health or not, but I do have a lot of women clients and I do have private men, private male clients, but all of these women, the things that they have in common are that they tend to have a more driven personality. So um, they're already aware and self-aware of what they're eating, Um, that this isn't kind of they're not in, they're not working with me for the education of like reading labels or stopping McDonald's or that sort of thing. These, these individuals already kind of have that next level, um, awareness around what's right for their bodies. But -hmm. for some reason, they're not getting the results that they think they should be getting from eating healthy. Um, They typically have some sense of perfectionism. Um, They might have some anxiety, um, digestive issues. Um, and there's, a, there's also a desire to transform the emotional aspect. So that's a big thing for me. If, if someone's only wanting to be given a protocol, because we do a lot of functional lab work, we, we, we do you know, bio-individual diets and herbs, and we do all of that stuff. But if, they're, if an individual isn't wanting to go deeper and kind of dig into themselves a little and unearth um, the psycho-emotional parts of themselves that are keeping them in a loop, then they're likely not my ideal client because we spend a lot of time doing that. So, typically, my clients are somebody who already has some level of self-awareness as well, and and are wanting to do some deep inner work so that they can actually break free of the the, the patterns that they find themselves in.
0: Wow, yeah. So that's a pretty specific group of people, and I think you know s- such a i love the depth to what you're what you're digging into with people because it definitely it's not always easy to find that right there's a lot of platitudes there's a lot of surface stuff out there there's a lot of exercises you know internet quizzes to tell you what your personality is or whatever but what you're talking about is you know that willingness to really go two or three layers deeper than that and uh, and get to the root of what's happening so it's, fan- it's fantastic work so as, as we kind of wrap up here, Nancy, I wanted to ask you or, or offer to you, one of the things I like to do is give everybody 30, 60, 90 seconds to just kind of say anything that you want to say to the, to the listeners, and also just kind of wrap up by telling them how they can find you again, in case they didn't catch that in the beginning.
1: Yeah, I think the biggest takeaway would be don't let yourself just survive. I think it's really easy for us to kind of chalk it up to getting older, like, Oh, I'm, you know, 40 now. So therefore, I'm supposed to have low energy and creaky knees or whatever, whatever Mm -hmm. storyline, you might, you might create and realize if something is just because something's common, doesn't mean it's normal. Um, And really allowing yourself to to hold space for there to be something different. So if you're wanting to create something different, if your vision for your life doesn't look the way that it is right now, um, allowing yourself to dream something bigger and then actually reaching out for support and creating that. That's been one of the biggest things for me as well is actually realizing that I can't and shouldn't create things alone. I mean, I think we live in a world where we think, oh, well, if I have access to this free YouTube video or this, you know, <laughs> checklist that I should be able to create these results on my own, whether that's in your business or your health or whatever, I think, you know, we're an in information overload. And what I've realized is that actually my, my, um, what I have termed lone wolfing or over, um, kind of, what did they call it? I mean, it, I'm very good at figuring stuff alone, out alone, right? Mm-hmm. It's actually a trauma response, right? And when we actually are able to identify it as such, and it is served, if anyone identifies as this, <laughs> as a lone wolf, it has served us very well in a lot of ways. Um, however, when we realize that actually we can, we can create better results with the support of others and through community and, and mentorship, it's actually life-changing um, and you actually get quicker results. So it would just be an encouragement to, you know, sit down and like look at all areas of your life, your health, your business, all of that, how they all enter, like cross over with one another and, and then dream big and then actually take committed action to create that vision for yourself.
0: Perfect. Well, thank you. And uh, tell people again where they can find you online.
1: Oh yeah. So my website is drnancycroll.com. So if you guys go there, there's um there's an opt-in page or there's an opt-in place there where you can download my um, free ebook. And then um, my handle on Instagram is at drnancycroll.
0: Well, great. I, I really appreciate you being here with us, Nancy, taking some time to share your wisdom and insights. Sounds like you're doing some really powerful work. And I just appreciate you for being out there and in the trenches doing it.
1: All right. Thank you, Derek.
0: Thanks for listening to the Small Business Big Life Show. If you're a six or seven figure business owner who'd like to be on the show, we'd love to talk about it. Just visit biglifefinancial.com slash guest to get the ball rolling. And if you heard something you loved on the show today, don't be shy about sharing it. And if you do, be sure to use the hashtag small business, big life. So we can see that you're sharing the love and heck, if we swoon over your post, we might even pass it on to our many thousands of followers to help share the love and the spotlight with you. Speaking of love, if you like today's show, be sure to hit that subscribe button. You know why? Because then you'll never miss another episode and you can get all the motivation, inspiration and insights with every new episode. Also, if you want to see everything else we're up to on YouTube, social media, or even in real life, you can always visit us at biglifefinancial.com. Well, that's it for today. My name's Derek Venice, and I want to personally thank you for being a part of the small business big life movement. Now get out there, create more than you consume, love people more than you need to, and believe in magic because yes, it does exist.